another episode of Double Shot Connection live from Inaloo <laughs> today. Thanks everyone for tuning in and we've nearly hit the magical 500 mark on Instagram. It's been a long, hard journey getting all those followers, but we're glad we have done that. So if you haven't already, please give us a follow at Double Shot Connect and yeah, where you're listening to this podcast, whether that be on Apple, Spotify, or whatever platform, please subscribe and keep listening. We're really, really excited. Last week, we had the amazing Ruby Slicer on, and this week, it's back to the dynamic duo of Mr. Varms and myself. And before I continue the podcast or get going today, something that we haven't uh, done previously is we just want to acknowledge the traditional land holders, owners of the land in Australia, um, the Aboriginal people, the First Nations people, they've, uh, well, as Nate said before, <laughs> they've, you know, share this land with us and we really appreciate that. In Western Australia, in Perth, it's the Noongar Wadjuk people, so we really appreciate that and, yeah, thanks for thanks for that. Yeah, and the reason why Marvin's mentioned that is it is AFL indigenous round this week so shout out to the afl for highlighting that and also marvin i'd just like to thank you for buying my almond milk chai latte this morning much appreciated it was a very nice warm beverage on this cold morning so thanks for that mate and how was your weekend yeah it's been really good i've had a really thorough very good time i get to the privilege of seeing your pretty face on Friday night. And, you know, you know what I was thinking on Friday night when we caught up with my housemate, the messy Nathan Sloan? I was thinking, gee whiz, 27 years old, another year older, and how important is it spending time with people you care about? So I think as, as we get older, yeah, how we choose to spend our time and, you know, distribute our energy. And I think when I was younger, I could spend as much time with anyone and do whatever I wanted. But yeah, as I get older, I realize how important it is to spend time with quality people and right at the top of the list there, Varm. So I appreciate that. <laughs> um, and yeah, as I was saying, not spend without sounding rude or harsh, not spending certain time with other people. But um, yeah, it's really good to um, be able to, have just a relaxing weekend and decide what I want to do. And I think really importantly in doing that as well is the opportunity to say no. I know it's something that I've been really working on in the last few years. And I don't know about you, but when I was younger, I would pretty much say yes to anything and everything and probably later regret it because I'd just be absolutely exhausted. However, yeah, as I get older, just having that opportunity and standing up and, you know, saying no and realizing that sometimes being an introvert to replenish the energy that's very important to just, yeah, spend a bit of time on myself and spend a bit of time with people I care about. And, you know, I'm sure people listening out there, whether you do that, you know, if you agree with, with that or, I mean, some people like spending time with other people. That's how they replenish their energies and, yeah, recharge. How about, how about you, moms? How do you, <laughs> how do you decide to choose your time and, yeah, I think I'd have to agree with you there in terms of when you do get older and you get into the full-time work, I guess 
35 to four, at least 35 to 40 hours, your week is then taken away. So then it does make you think, okay, well, how can I spend my time with other people? How do I allocate it? And things like that. You Unfortunately, you, as you get older, you do have to think about that because you don't just want to be out and about all the time. And then, and we're pretty big on it, is having time for yourself, having that time to replenish your energy and feel good to start the next week fresh because you don't I mean I personally don't want to go into the next week feeling drained because I haven't uh, given enough time to myself and I think it's really important like yeah even for me this weekend I was like I'm I and not that I was being anti-social but I was like oh, I actually don't want to and it's not a disrespect to anyone else it's like I actually don't want to see anyone today and the reason for that is, I guess it comes back to, I wouldn't say we're totally introverted, but I guess we do have introverted qualities. And I knew that for me to, not that I was at a bad level, but for me to get back to my usual self for for whatever better word is, I knew that I knew what my needs were. And those needs were I need to spend time with myself, whether it be, you know, watch the footy or scrolling through TikTok or, you know, whatever that may be, whatever floats your boat. But, yeah, for me, it was just like I knew I needed to do that and I knew if I did do that, I would feel good. And then, you know, I knew if I didn't do that and going back to what you said, Marv, about saying yes all the time, I knew I would have felt shit and I would beat myself up for saying, oh, why didn't I give that time to myself when I had the perfect opportunity to do so. So, yeah, I think... You know, how we spend our time, I think it does become quite important as you get older and, you know, not we're not even that old yet. But, you know, we're on, a, we're on a growing journey and we do learn certain things along the way. And I think for you and I, this is something that we have learned is that we do choose how to spend our time. And it also goes, and I guess you probably heard on that podcast as well, we are quite big on energy and I don't want to spend time with someone and I don't want to sound rude and it it probably sounds a bit controversial but I don't want to spend time with someone who doesn't really offer me anything or give me anything. And in no way or form is this directed at any, yeah, anyone in this is, Yeah, this is Just not. To, yeah. yeah, this isn't directed at oh, anyone. I don't think it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> Stop staring the pot, mate. <laughs> but, um, it's, it's honestly one of those things where it's like, okay, well, yeah, if this person doesn't really do anything for me, why am I sitting there having a chat to them? Like, do you want to add to that, Marla? Yeah, I feel no, like you're going to say something there. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think it's about an exchange of time and energy. And unfortunately, some people, <laughs> whether they know it or not, I, I agree with you. They probably do drain a lot of your energies. Again, it's not directed at anyone in particular, but it's having that conversation as you get older with different friends. And, you know, that's some of the feedback, I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus, but that's a lot of feedback that I get from conversations uh, I have with friends. You know, they spend a lot of time with a certain friend or certain group of friends and, you know, it's usually one-way traffic. They drain a lot of the energy, you know, they do a lot of uh, listening to that friend when they're struggling a bit and then when they're struggling themselves, you know, that friend isn't anywhere to be seen and I think that's really important when it does come to energy because yeah you want to spend that time i like to say it <laughs> have a laugh at me i know i know Vimes is known to be the serious one but i like to say 
we're kind of like an iPhone, you know, when you, your battery is draining, you're at 100%, you've had a good sleep, you've had a good breakfast, you wake, well, you have a good sleep, you wake up, you're at 100% and then you're slowly dwindling through the day as you use your energy, you know, doing whatnot for me, going to the gym for mom, swiping on Tinder. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so to replenish your energies, you need to do things that are good for you and if you're going to spend time with, you know, certain people... It really does sound like having a crack at someone, but that continues to drain energy as opposed to replenishing it. And then when you spend good time with someone, such as yourself, mate, when I spend time with you, it's you're like the um, you're like the iPhone charger of my life. I just go from about seventy percent straight back up to hundred. So yeah, it's uh, I think it's very important. Yeah, the energy that um, some people emit is uh, not, not such positive energy. Yeah, that's, it's not as ideal for a better word, shall we say. So I think, yeah, it's, it's really important to take time for yourself and I think it is important to, for you to choose who you want to hang out with because, you know, time is precious and everyone's got their own, you know, things that they need to do. So, yeah, spend it wisely. And another thing that we can also choose rather than, you know, spending our time is that we can also choose what we say Marvin yes we can <laughs> so I was just kind of brainstorming earlier in the week for this for today's episode on you know what we could chat about as you do he, he does most of the research <laughs> <laughs> and there was an interesting article that popped up uh, it was from the perspective of a female and the article was and I'll bring it up now is 11 Things You Should Never Say to Your Boyfriend, written by Sarah Burke. So, whoever you are in the world and wherever you are, shout out to you, Sarah Burke, for providing us with some content for today's podcast. Much appreciated. Sorry, before you continue, can I just ask what you what you get up to during the week? How did you, how did you have time and what made you think of finding this article? Well, mate... This just answers your question pretty much. This is what I get up to during the week. I research what you should never say to a guy, clearly. so Can I just say as well, Vams is the one who works full-time and he has the time to do this, whereas I'm currently working, what, 10 hours a week? <laughs> and, yeah, I um, don't have the don't have the, the time like Vams has. But anyway, continue with your article. Yeah, so I'll give you guys what it says in the blurb before, just to give the context before we go into the article. So Sarah Burke says, great relationships are founded on good communication, but that doesn't mean that you can say anything and everything that pops into your head. There are certain things that are better left unsaid. Here are some things that you should never say to your boyfriend (laughs) because you love him and you're not going to be that girl. So firstly, Sarah, I somewhat totally agree with your statement. However, this podcast is about being open and honest and you should be able to chat about anything and everything. So, I might have to disagree with that there, but I can understand in certain circumstances. So, Marv, let's get into the list. 11 reasons. Her first reason, or sorry, not reason, her first thing that she says you should never say to a guy or your boyfriend is shut up. Thoughts there? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, pretty self-explanatory. I don't think you should ever say that to anyone, not just your partner. It's not very nice to hear those two words being said. You want, well, as as you mentioned before, the purpose of this podcast is to have open and honest discussions. So, if you're telling someone to shut up, even if you don't agree with what they're saying, probably not a great thing. So, yeah, 
Sarah, well, uh, I'll tick that one off for you. Number two. Um, number two. I might read that one out and get your thoughts. <laughs> juicy one. <laughs> juicy one with Kim Kardashian video above it is you remind me of my ex. Oh, that is, that is pretty harsh. And it goes both ways. I don't think you should say that to if as a guy to your girlfriend. I don't think as a female should say that. To her boyfriend, once again, it's A, they're pretty harsh and your words have impact and why make someone feel shit when you can communicate properly and address the situation. Exactly. And I I don't think it's very healthy to compare, um, you know, current partners and former partners because you're obviously not without former partner for a certain reason. So, that comparison is not very healthy. Uh, We're like Dr. Phil and Oprah (laughs) wrapped up in one today, but yeah, yeah, and I agree with that, Marvin. Also, by comparing, you don't want to create further insecurities either. Like, that's just counterproductive and we're all about growth, positivity here. So, why, why do that? So, the third thing that you shouldn't say to your boyfriend, according to Sarah Burke, is you need to man up. Thoughts there? Yeah, that's... uh. Well... I, I said this to you before. Um, yeah, man up. What what is the definition of a man? Like very subjective. What does what does that even mean? I guess the in the traditional sense, like man up, may probably means like alpha male. So you, if you're saying things like that, it's yeah, it's not very not very. I don't know. It's not very nice, and it's yeah. not very productive. He does. What is yeah? What is a man? Like are you implying that what he's a woman or he's a pansy or <laughs> yeah. And I think there as well, like if you're, if, if, if for a scenario that you're saying it to, I don't know, fire fire them up or get them to do something, it's like there's other other words, words yeah. and ways to get an outcome rather than saying something, I guess, like that. So yeah, yeah, no, none of the uh, the um, double shot boys don't agree with that one. That's it. Number five, things you shouldn't say to your boyfriend. Your friend is really hot. Oh, a few of your girlfriends have said that about me. So. <laughs> none, of, none of my girlfriends have said that about you. So. They're just protecting you, mate. <laughs> yeah, and there's a good-looking guy in the, um, in the article. So, yeah, I don't know. It's not very nice thing because you would like treat others how you'd like to be treated. You wouldn't like to, um, you know, you, it's not very nice to hear that being said and Obviously, you wouldn't say that to your partner, would you? Yeah, it's exactly. And it, and it goes back to why make them feel insecure about themselves. Like you, if you're in a relationship, you want to make that person feel good. And bloody hell, if you're in a relationship, you're in a relationship for the reason that you want to be with that person. You find them physically, emotionally, and exactly. They're 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 the one. They're the package. They're the one you want to be with. So if they're making those comments. There's something wrong there. I think anyway, disagree or disagree. agree, but you know. Uh, this one's uh, number six on the list. There's 11 on the list, so bear with us. Is it dr- Your parents drive me nuts. What do you reckon, Vimes? Look. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you think it's true. <laughs> you can think it's true, right? And I'm sure in the heat of the situation, those words could potentially come out depending on how, you know, annoying or what, the parents have said in that time so i can't sit here and say oh don't say that because i know 
we're all human and those things can come out. So I'm not going to say, oh, that's something you shouldn't say to your partner because it's something that's probably going to be said. Should you say it? Probably not because once again, it's counterproductive. But what can you do? You're human. I can I just say, moms, being the great bloke I am, I've always gotten along with my girlfriend's parents. So, <laughs> oh, you never hear those words out of my mouth. All right, Martha Stewart. <laughs> How about yourself? Have you always got along with your partner's parents? Yeah, I guess so. I'd like to think I'm a pretty... Good gentlemen. Have they loved the brown Chris Hemsworth charm? Oh, mate. What's not to love about the brown Chris Hemsworth charm? Um, number seven. Uh, oh, we need to talk is number seven. What's your thoughts on that? Um, I think, yeah, it's one of those things like if you say we need to talk, like I think the issue is in, is that when you see those words in society, those words have negative connotations around it so it's very strong and impactful yeah if someone's wrong yeah yeah, if someone says to me oh we need to talk then even though it might not be the case but just because how we've i don't want to say we've been trained to react but just how we react to those Mm. words is oh shit something's wrong here but it might not be the case so i think it just comes down to better communication how do you construct your sentence to what outcome or what message you want to deliver there i think what would you say palms uh, if as opposed oh, to we need to talk we need to talk good question and I would just say um, you know if if my girlfriend's name was Marvin <laughs> hypothetically speaking, <laughs> hypothetically speaking <laughs> I would say I would say hey Marvin there's something I'd like to chat to you about nothing serious but just needs to be addressed yeah How's this man single? Sign him up. Someone <laughs> listening, give him a give him a crack. Um, oh, Jesus. Number eight. I know Vimes has said this a few times to girls he's dated. <laughs> You've gained weight. <laughs> and? Um, you're going grey. What is that? Like your hair's going grey. Yeah. Well, what else is going to go grey? <laughs> <laughs> Well, on this uh, video, on the image of the article, there's a lady sitting on the couch. So I don't know, but it's a grey couch. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Again, it's uh, for me. I reckon it's um. Treat others how you'd like to be treated. You wouldn't like to be um, heard saying those words. I mean, in saying that, I'd actually try to put on a bit of weight so I can turn it into muscle. But I know I get the gist of it. It's not a very nice thing to say. Um. As I said, Vimes has said it a few times when he's learnt the hard way when he's been slapped in the face. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, I've made a few jokes about um, Vimes' small calves. So, you know, I'm no angel in that sense either. So. <laughs> yeah. Once again, you've heard us say it to other, these other reasons before, sayings, treat people how you want to be treated. There's better ways to deliver things. And if if you're worried about your partner who's gained weight, there's other, there's other angles to d- deliver that message rather than... And look, the thing is, like, with communication, right, it's circumstantial. So, look, without, I don't know it all, but I, from my experience, I do know that in certain situations, it is, you do need to be direct. Probably not in this situation, but yeah, I mean, if, actually, I'm going to put you on the spot now, mate. You did it to me. How, if your hypothetical partners gain weight, how would you tell them? Yeah, well, <clears throat> I've, um, yeah. How would I do it? Let me let me have a think. I think 
if you love someone, then you got to just see past the physical side of things. But I mean, if they've addressed to you that they're you know trying to lose weight or trying to get healthier, maybe you could you know put it back on. <laughs> I get off the fence if it's not their goal if to lose weight. If you've just noticed they've gained weight, what would you say? Oh, I'm I'm going to sit on the fence and say I'd love my partner no matter what oh, size. Oh, get off it! Get off it! <laughs> <laughs> Come on, vibes. Don't be so. Uh, don't be so. What's the word? So, so judgmental. straight down the line, mate. Yeah. That's just. Too I don't think there's any nice way to tell someone they've gained weight. I think, maybe you, I think, you put on some muscle. <laughs> <laughs> I think actually, just what you said there is that there's probably a better way to say it, but at the end of the day, it's just. It's just not a nice thing to bring up. Yeah, exactly. You know, they might say certain things like I'm feeling a bit more tired, I'm feeling a bit more stressed and that's some side effects of weight gain. So, maybe you'd be like, oh, maybe if you... <laughs> no, no, there is no nice way to say it. There's no nice way to I'll, say I'll it. That. Like, I'll withdraw that. Yeah, just stop sitting on the fence. But anyway, we'll move on. So, the next thing you shouldn't say to your partner is... Or in this context of the article, what you shouldn't say to your boyfriend, I think it goes both ways, is you're cute. Thoughts on that? No, I don't mind being called. You know, I get called good-looking, handsome all the time, so cute, just throw it in there. Just just to mix it up? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, I don't. Maybe this one's American and they're pretty dramatic over there, so... I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with that one. <laughs> it's a dot-com article, so it's probably American. Yeah, I, I have to disagree this, with this one as well. Like, I mean, what Sarah Burke has said is puppies are cute, kittens are cute, babies are cute, your boyfriend doesn't want to be called cute. Oh, I disagree with that. Like, what's, I, what's wrong with being called cute? I think like, what we have here, Vams, is a classic example of an author, in this case, Sarah Burke, saying... I want more advertising dollars, so I'll stretch this article out a bit longer. And instead of just making a nice even 10, she's done the American thing, wants to add another one in there, so it's gone to 11. Yeah, exactly. Get rid of that one. Number number 10. Oh, number 10 is a bit controversial. <laughs> I've trained you well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, no, I don't know. It's, he's not a dog or yeah, a, puppy. Not a puppy. Yeah, so... Yeah, no, you don't train anyone. You work together and you grow together and you go through life's challenges together. You don't train anyone for any certain things. So, yeah, disagree. Yeah, same. I think, you know, you disagree with that one as well purely because what do you associate with those words? I've trained you well. You associate something negative. Like if someone said to me, I've trained you well, well, my, the first thought that's going to pop into my head is that's what you say to an animal. Yeah, <laughs> And, exactly. you know... If you want to get scientific, humans are mammals and animals. But, you know, we'll put all that aside. <laughs> Mate, we've got the Dr. Chris Brown today. <laughs> Chris Bruise. <yeah. laughs> but, yeah, it's, look, there's it, I've, we've said this so many times. It comes down to delivery. If you, if you, the thing is, like, subconsciously, right, there's probably something that your partner does something and you want to eradicate that from their habits. So, I guess, look, sorry, speaking, in a way... Speak, sorry, sorry, sorry. Are you speaking from personal experience? I'll, I'll, I will answer that question. Happy to answer that question, but I want to finish what I say. Sorry. So, in a way, in your head, you are actually... You are training someone because to eliminate the habits, you need to create new patterns and that is training. So, look, and look, you know what... You as a person, you're in control of your thoughts. So, you know what you're doing. I don't care what you say. Oh, I'm not training them. 
shut up you are (laughs) (laughs) you can train someone to um you know create new habits so i guess that's my take on that and what what was your question again i was gonna say that chai latte had a bit of spice this morning (laughs) you're not sitting in any fences mate live life to the fullest get off that fence choose a side (laughs) um i what did i i don't actually know what i forgot your question and i now remember you asked me have I tried to, oh, yeah. I guess, quote-unquote, train someone yeah. in my previous relationship? Oh, I don't... Like, without going into the specifics, <laughs> I guess oh, I'm back on the fence. Give, give us the minutia. <laughs> <laughs> the minutia. <laughs> okay, I'm back on the fence, but obviously, you know, I don't want to give the detail. But without giving the detail, like, yeah, there's probably habits where, yeah, I've probably said... Or probably said like, oh yeah, actually. But back then, like, oh, I come on, <laughs> back then I probably wasn't as a good communicator that I was now. So mate, I would have done a Sarah Burke and just said it direct, be like, you need to stop doing this. And did that get the desired outcome? Probably not. Uh, so. You live and you learn, Vance. Exactly, mate. Thanks so. once again. Thanks, Berkey. You've really helped the boys out with some content this Love week. Love you, Sarah Burke. So the last one, last but not least, what you shouldn't say to your boyfriend is. That was so sweet of you to remember. Marv, thoughts on this? Um, that's so sweet of you to remember. I mean, yeah, look, life gets busy. So, sometimes it is hard to remember certain things. And, again, I don't really see that as a big one. I mean, it's nice. It is when you're in a relationship with someone and I myself forget things all the time. So, you know, my partner remembers that and then, I, I would probably say that. And if someone said that to me, I, I wouldn't mind either. But um, they're not. I think, again, Berkey's run out of topics there. So, how yeah. about you? I think, Berkey, I'm back off the fence here. You've missed the mark here <laughs> yeah. totally. You've missed the mark because for me, personally, the little things count. So, if you remember something that I've mm. said, bloody hell, I would appreciate it. Exactly. Like it is. I think remembering thing is such a thoughtful, yeah. sweet, and let me say here, Berkey, a cute thing to do. <laughs> and I think I think what Berkey's trying to imply is that you should remember things, so you shouldn't need to say that. But again, life gets busy. Yeah, yeah I, when you're working can, forty yeah. hours a week, swiping on Tinder five hours a week, <laughs> and doing the podcast editing for another two because of our heavy breathing, mate. <laughs> I don't know how you remember all those things. So yeah, on that one, exactly. So yeah, if you remember things, great. And another thing. I think is that, you know, if someone's done something nice, acknowledge it. So, to me, remembering something is something nice. So, I would say that it's so nice of you to remember because it's a nice thing that you've done. So, look, Berkey, I think, you know, I'd give you a 6 out of 10 for this article. I'd go 7. Give her a 7, mate. Give her a 7. Give her a 7. All right. I'll come up to a 6.5. <laughs> I'm not willing to go up to 7. So, yeah, Marv, I enjoyed that. Enjoyed yeah, that was ch- good. chatting about that. That was um, a suggestion from one of the listeners to the podcast. No, it wasn't. Seriously, <laughs> guys, slide into our DMs and give us some suggestions. But yeah, we thought we'd mix it up a bit and just have a discussion from an article. And if that's something you did like, please feel free to message us and slide into the DMs and yeah, give us that feedback that you enjoyed that. But um, yeah, something else that Nathan and I both really enjoy we touched on it before acknowledging the first nations people is afl and in afl this round it's the indigenous round is it sir nickel douglas nichols i think so yeah yeah Yeah. um and i actually 
<laughs> I don't know about you. I don't know who that is. Do you? <laughs> you? No, I don't. No, yeah. So if you again, if you know who that is, and yeah, slide into the slide into the DMs and tell us a bit about it. But yeah, the um, statistics. I actually did a bit of research. Vimes is finding articles on gossip sites in the United States, and I'm going to the Australian Bureau of Statistics, and the Bureau of Statistics says that about roughly three three percent of the Australian population is made up of First Nations people. So what does that equate to roughly 750,000 people? Yet in the AFL and NRL, more than 10% of the players um, are Aboriginal. So very, very talented and very yeah, inspirational people. And let me ask you this, Farms. What do you think, what stands out for you? Why do you think there's such a large difference between the populations of Aboriginal people and then how many of them transition to be successful athletes? I think it just comes down to opportunity. Like, and I'd like to think that everyone has equal opportunity, but some of these uh, Indigenous people, they, they grow up in remote communities. So what that means is they just don't have the access to the facilities or the contacts into the sporting um codes they don't necessarily have the education as to what it comes to being an elite athlete you know and it just comes down to being more connected to the metro area so yeah that's i guess that's my answer to the question (laughs) (laughs) have i answered it incorrectly i'm saying less than three percent of the population's aboriginal people yet more than um ten percent of Aboriginal people, so there's more Aboriginal. There's about three times more Aboriginal people who are athletes <laughs> than compared to the population. So there would be more opportunities in what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, we, keep we, going. We go live, so you can't scrub that <laughs> yeah. out. But no, you're right. I think that general statistic talks about take away the athlete side of things, just general opportunities in itself. We know that higher incarceration incarceration is that the right word yeah rates for aboriginal people so i don't know what you mean and i did put you on the spot there i just made that topic up in my head but yeah we'll move away move on from that and there's just some amazing talents um in any sporting code obviously kathy growing up did you see kathy freeman yeah, in 2000s yep, in the olympics 400 meter run um <laughs> buddy franklin amazing athlete greg inglis yeah. one of my personal favorite athletes um, Adam Goods and he did that huge documentary a few years ago Eddie Betts currently oh mate how many times did he drop the ball the other night? <laughs> <laughs> slipperier than um, Vams' hands when he's been in the rain so yeah no really really amazing and yeah, yeah really talented and good stuff yeah and the thing I like about uh, the AFL highlighting Indigenous round is that and it goes back to what we said about Valentine's Day. That every day should be Valentine's Day. So, look, every day should be Indigenous round. But the counter argument to that is, look, it's good to have one round to highlight, create awareness. And all these things, it's all about education, right? There's still things that you and I don't know about the culture that we're still learning about and that we read about and then we pick up along the way in our, in our daily life. So, it's kind of, it's good in the way that, even for example, in AFL Indigenous round, they they change the the jerseys that the players play. Now, in one respect, you you can look at that and say, okay, well they've changed the jersey. But to me, that has a lot of deeper meaning. And 
reason why is that it's showing awareness of the cultural artwork that the indigenous people do because unless you don't go out of your way to research that you're not really going to know what their paintings and their artwork and what involves in the messages right so i think it's good because the afl has such a uh, a big audience on national tv it gains that exposure and then it's just something simple as someone saying like oh yeah the you know whichever player is wearing that jersey oh yeah that jersey looks cool but that's enough to create that chain reaction so then they're going to go away and research that jersey and i would hope that when that person does research that jersey is that immediately the meaning behind that jersey pops up so it's a, it's a chain reaction there so i think and we're all about starting the conversation having the conversation on this podcast so i think that's why it's it's good to create that because i think just throwing all throwing information in someone's face can be a bit discouraging because mm. in this day and age and it's, i guess it's a common theme on this podcast is people value their choice and their freedom so if you're just shoving information in someone's face they're probably not going to react to that well. So I think introducing all these concepts in a subtle manner, I mm. think that's how, you know, it's a good way to have the conversation, start it and create that awareness. Exactly. And using a platform such as the AFL where everyone, you know, that's a platform everyone loves the AFL and it's really good. And you're talking about the jerseys. Yeah, it's really cool as well because... Within Australia, yeah, there are the First Nations people, but even within Western Australia, there's different areas and different, um, you know, groups of people. Like we're living in where the Wajak Noongar people are, and that's like the Perth metro area. And then those jerseys would probably represent that certain area. So for the West Coast Eagles, probably the Perth metro area and like the symbols um, and the what is like, you know, main the meaning of the artwork and all that on their jerseys and Fremantle will be different to Sydney's jersey to Melbourne. So, yeah, you're learning about each each different area. And predominantly, if you're an Eagle supporter, you live in Perth, so you get to know more about the Perth Aboriginal people. And, yeah, you're right. It just raises awareness. It's not in your face. It's subtle, but it's really important. It's really important to acknowledge and be grateful and be mindful of where we live, the land that we get to um, share with, with the... Um, Aboriginal with the Aboriginal people yeah and I think uh, to raise awareness is important because it probably doesn't get enough attention so to give that attention I think it's great so you, any good initiative raise awareness if you have the opportunity to I think so and going back to choice as well you know we can we've talked about you know, choosing how we spend our time. And then we've talked about choosing what we can say to other people. It's mm. important. And another thing that we can choose is talking about our problems or feelings. And I guess something that I find interesting is why, and it doesn't just have to be a male, female thing. It just can be people in general. Why we don't choose to talk about our problems, issues, feelings. What, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, that's another. That's a. I guess that's a big one. We're hitting some big topics today. Um, yeah, as you said, uh, not speaking about your feelings isn't just gender specific. I know overall speaking, usually females are more open than males. But yeah, both genders, I guess, are guilty of doing it. And yeah, it's a <laughs> it's a big topic. Um, I mean, personally, for me, speaking about your feelings, there's a f- certain few things out. It's 
very personal thing. So if you're talking about your feelings, you obviously want to talk to someone that you trust. Um, sometimes you feel like you're a bit of a burden to someone. And I know, you know, people are like, oh, no, 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 you're not kind of thing. But yeah, some, you know, deep inside. And that's what we're kind of programmed talking before about training, being trained up. That's kind of what we're trained up to be. You don't want to be a problem to someone else. And, but the thing is, I was speaking for myself, like if any of my mates came to me, I would never see that as a problem. But then if I'm not feeling so good and I open up and want to share, then I'm like, oh, I'm such a burden, such a problem to someone else. So yeah, and it's something definitely that I'm working on. It's something that's been a downfall of mine and something that I'll continue to work on about opening up and speaking and about the feelings, about yourself, arms. Yeah, I, th- I think something that you said there is, and to create awareness about this is what the other person on the other side's going to think. So firstly, mm-hmm. and we probably all know this, is that when we choose to talk about certain sensitive things, we've made a conscious choice to select the person who we feel comfortable to talk about it too. We're mm. probably not just going to say it to any random person yeah. because it's about feeling comfortable first and, trusting and foremost. That person. And trusting. So yeah. I guess to talk about the perspective as to who you're talking to, like for example, if you're coming to me with something, my thoughts is that it's great that um, you're talking about it and I, can, I want to do anything that I can to help you. So I guess to... Provide that other perspective if you're ever hesitant to not chat to anyone who you trust and you feel comfortable around is that from their perspective, they want to help you. They want to have a positive impact in your life and it's great if you have those people there for you. But even if you don't, there are certain avenues and Mm. telephone hotlines and things like that who you can contact and they're there the person on the other end is there because they genuinely want to make a difference and from their perspective too, they want to hear what you have to say. So I think mm. it's good to talk about the other perspective because I guess from our perspective, it would be like a reason why I wouldn't want to open up or talk is as you touched upon is that you don't want to be a burden on someone because mm. depending on the sensitivity and the severity of the topic, you might think it's too much for someone. But at the end of the day, it's more so comes down to better out than in. Yeah. And, I, and I, touching on that, I think it's really important as well to develop a bit of a, a network, a support network, so to say. Yeah, agree. Having different people because, for example, say like you, you're feeling a bit down and you're feeling a bit flat and for you know if I continue going and I do go to you and I chat with you, you know, if I keep going to you, you might also be having a bit of a flat time or a downtime and you might not want to talk and you might want a bit of time to yourself. You know, you touched on earlier, you like to replenish energies by spending a bit of alone time on yourself. And it does consume your energy sometimes, you know, going, uh, listening to someone else's, what how, what they're going through. And sometimes, yeah, you, you're not in the headspace to listen because you just need a bit of time to yourself. So I think it's very important to, you know, also have other people that you can go to in case that person isn't feeling so well. And then, but at the same time, you can also like say you're feeling a bit flat and I'm feeling a bit flat. We can both kind of have each other to, there to talk to. So I think, yeah, very important to build a network as well and not just depend on one person. And as I said earlier about choosing to spend your time, if you're listening to me, you know, it's also 
be, being the person who it's easy to do the talking, but being a listener, it's not just about listening. And you do a very good job of this, I believe, is being an active listener, you know, like listening to them and then asking up follow-up questions, following it up. And I think they're really important important traits. And a lot of people aren't like that. It's not that they don't want to be like that. It's they might not be aware. And that's kind of the person you want to go to to listen to you because then if you go to five people and they're not really listening to you then you've got to tell five people and then you're like oh what's the and i think that's a lot of a lot of the time people do decide not to share for that reason so yeah take a leaf out of arms's book <laughs> and um be a be a good active listen do you have any what what, what would your three tips be arms for good solid active listening because <laughs> you you are you're very good at it. it that's actually a really good question because I can't really put it into words like how how you can be a better listener. Like, and I don't want to say it's either you have it or you don't because you can improve on it. Like, you can. Do you have it? <laughs> of course. <laughs> but okay, to, tips to improve on being a better listener. Can well, I give Berkey a run for him? <laughs> yeah, I mean, roasting Berkey. She's probably going to roast me now yeah. for not being able to give any tips. So, I think firstly, don't just sit there like if you're going to listen to someone make a better effort to summarize what Mm. what they can say so if you can't summarize what someone's saying then you haven't tuned in yeah you haven't listened so it's more so doing things after that conversation is going to help you be a better listener so well that would be my number one tip is if you have to write it down and summarize what someone said Mm. to be a better listener then then do it because it means you're improving. So that would be a tip. Whether I have two more, I don't know. But another thing I wanted to add about what you said about having a network is that I agree with that. But also in the instance where uh, you said you're feeling down and you know I'm feeling down, but from my perspective, if I'm feeling down and and you're coming to me with something that you want to chat about, from my perspective, I... I would be welcome to that because it distracts me from what I'm going through because, mm. you know, I care about you, I want to help you. So then so then that actually helps me indirectly because then it makes me forget about what I'm going through at the time. And then by me helping you, that makes me feel good, that empowers me, that makes that helps me get back on track. So I can understand from from the other person's perspective that oh I don't it's probably not appropriate to go then because they're mm. going through something. But then, from my perspective, I'd be like, "Oh, it actually help. It actually helps me because it, it's a distraction." However, and it might help you as well with the things you're going. Through, yeah, because yeah. we could be going. Yeah, exactly. We could be going through the same thing, you know. So you just ne- and as we always say, you just never know until you actually start talking about it like mm. i'm not going to know what you're going through unless you don't tell me exactly and you're not going to know what i'm going through unless i don't tell you so until we don't find out it's just going to be bottling there close to our chests and eating away to us. so mm. mate, good conversation i'm it's, liking this it's like you know when you're in school and the teacher's like oh you know put your hand up there's not there's not no such thing as a stupid question so yeah, unless you put it out there you'll never know and i mean Look, if you go to five people and they're not listening to you, then maybe you know that they're people you don't reach out to in the future. But you might also strike gold and you might be, oh, I didn't know my mate here, you know, was such a great listener and then then you learn more skills. So, yeah, really, really great conversation. And 
to sum sum that up, we're just two good blokes. <laughs> <laughs> and we hope you agree. Yeah. <laughs> to the listeners out there, we yeah. hope you agree, all right? So, look, Marvin, we've talked about choice a lot on this podcast, mm. so I'm going to choose to conclude it right here. So, once again, everyone, guys, girls, mums, dads, aunties, uncles, grandmas, grandpas, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It is much appreciated. Episode 17. Give us a follow on Double Shot Connect. We'd love to hear from you. So, Marv, any concluding comments? No, as you mentioned before, great conversations and topics. And it's funny because we literally come into this with like a few dot points. And at the start, we were so ingrained on having dot points and talking about those. But now we just have a few dot points and we roll off those. And yeah, I think, yeah, again, if you've got any feedback for us always always ears but yeah if you an early listener and could tell us about how you thought of us from episode one to episode 17 and maybe even what your favorite episode is we love that stuff so yeah flick us a dm and yeah thanks again for the support and thanks for listening